You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. Today, I'm talking with Shauna McKinnavik, and we're diving into maintaining spiritual fitness, daily practices for long-term sobriety. How you doing, Shauna? Doing great, Damon. I feel like we're getting the band back together after the summer break. It's been uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these, and then, of course, I always say it. I just love doing them, and it's good to see you. Good to see your face. You having a good summer? Yeah, I, I'm having a great summer. I know you did some traveling, so I'm so glad that you're back on yep. the show today. We always like having you on as a contributor because you bring such great insight and. I'm thrilled about this topic because this whole thing about creating a spiritual practice, maintaining spiritual fitness, super important in recovery. You know, I want to talk with you, Sean, about what, why is it important anyway? Because a lot of people say, you know what, look, I'm sober. I haven't drank for a while or I'm on a good path. Why, why do I need to deal with all this spiritual fitness stuff? Right. Well, I mean, I think it's so important for me. I know that there's power greater than myself that has helped me get sober. I know it's an actual miracle that I am sober again after um, my relapse, and that's on a previous podcast. And so I knew that it is a disease of the body, mind, and spirit. So we take care of the mind, we're reading things, we're learning about our addiction, we're learning about the disease. Body, we are restoring our body to... um, more optimal physical health, right? We're eating better. We're no longer putting the toxins into our body. And so if we're a threefold person, body, mind, and spirit, how do we maintain or establish a spiritual fitness program so that we can be spiritually fit as well as mentally fit and physically fit? You know what? I When I got into the whole recovery journey, for me personally, Somebody very early on told me, Shauna, they said, you know, um, there will be a time when you might call and your sponsor is not available. Your friends are not available. Your home group isn't available. Your therapist, whatever it might be. And it's just going to be you and a drink. And the only thing that's going to be this barrier is this relationship, the spiritual fitness that you have to really be able to stop yourself from getting in a bad situation. And I believe that's the case after, you know, 30 years later, I believe that's the case. Oh, I believe it's the case as well. And I think people do feel that, oh my gosh, what do they mean? They're talking about God, spiritual fitness is not religious, right? Like we're not saying to people, you got to go to church, you got to do this. We're talking about a spiritual practice about a, you know, you could be Buddhist, you could be Hindu, you could be any religion, but spirituality is that relationship with that other power and growing that and growing in your own self as well uh, with a spiritual awareness, awareness of your interaction with others um, and this earth and, you know, to be able to have that. So it's definitely not, I, I wanted to make that clear. It is not a religious practice, right? Religion can add and enhance your own spirituality. It can give some people a framework. Some people are comfortable. Some people have religious trauma. So when you start talking about spirituality, you got to separate that out, that that spiritual 
engagement is that one-on-one engagement with a higher power, other power, whatever people want to do. And, you know, that's the basis of one of the 12-step programs or all the 12-step programs came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, right? Not everybody has to get sober through um, a 12-step program. There's many paths to recovery. We talk about that a lot on Recovered Life. Um, But to have a spiritual program is important for everyone. I mean, we talk about mindfulness. That's an, you know, that's was on the cover of, uh, you know, National Geographic. Why is mindfulness important? Um, that's just another element of spirituality. It's that deep connection with our environment, with our, with the other realm. <laughs> now I'm sounding absolutely. All- well, on on one of the on one of the previous podcasts, I did a podcast about the whole idea of this spiritual Wi-Fi. I look at it as spiritual Wi-Fi because everybody has Wi-Fi, and right. I'm like, you have to be able to be connected. And as soon as you disconnect from that, whatever that is, and I, I have to tell you, I'm more confused about what it is now than I was when I first came in. I think I had sure. a better understanding of what I thought spirituality was, and you know that relationship was then. Now I'm not quite sure, but I know it works, right? So. For me, it's all about how to get connected, like staying mm-hmm. connected, right? Because when I don't, when I'm not connected, and that's one of the first things I do in the morning, Shauna, is like I connect. So I make sure that I'm in my safety zone, right? I know a lot of people are going to ask, like, okay, I kind of get that concept of this connection with, uh, with a higher power, with spirituality. How do you? do this though, Shauna? Like, what does that look like? Because for people who have no experience in this, it's like, it's like alien, right? Like they don't know what this, how do you get started on this? Okay. Damon, I I am with you. It's the first thing I do and I carve out time. So, you know, my family gets up around six or six 30 and I get up at four 30 or five. I've had to push it back because I know that I can't pour from an empty cup. I know that regardless even regardless of giving to other people and being there for my family and for the people that I work with and for my clients and for my extended family, I have to have a full cup. I have to be full of life and love and light. And how do I do that? Well, I need to connect into the Wi-Fi every morning as well. And I started that practice a long, long time ago, and it's taken on different um different um, charisms at the time. Maybe I meditate longer. Maybe I'm listening to guided meditations. Um, So actually, let me stop and just ask you, clarify with you. Do you want to hear a bit more about my own practice? Or do you want to talk about how to get started? So I don't want to- I I want to talk about how, how you did it because I think that whole journey- of how you did it is really the key, right? Because mm-hmm. other people will identify with your story as opposed to like, oh, you have to do this, this, and right. this. I mean, obviously that's in it, but let's dive into how you did that. Like, I, obviously there was a time where you didn't do that. Right, exactly. And the time that I didn't do that, I wasn't full and I was restless, irritable, discontent, anger, um, not trusting and things will work out, fear of the future, all of those things. So if faith is the opposite of fear, I want to get rid of fear. I want to have faith. I have to have faith in something, right? So I have to develop a spiritual practice. Well, I liken it to getting to know someone. How do you get to know this 
other being, this other higher power. When you and I started to get to know each other, I remember that time we met up for a coffee. I was peppering you with questions. I was listening. You were peppering me with questions. That's how you get to know people, right? So we have to establish that. How do we get to know God or I'm just, you know, God, higher power, universe? Well, we can read about it. We can read about him. We can read spiritual books. There are plenty of spiritual books out there. There are plenty of meditation books. So that's how I started when my brain was all over the place. I read some guided direction reflection books. So from, um, you know, a recovery thing, I found something called the 12-step prayer book. That was a great one because it had prayers in little bits. And as I read the prayers, I would learn a little bit more about God or a daily reflection book or today's gift. Hazelden has lots of meditations. And then, you know, as I grow, so my own time um, in the morning is carved out like that. I read, I learn, and then I talk to God, you know, I think about what's going on, turn over my my will and my life over to the care of the universe, the care of God, that I know that some other power destines something, you know, keep me sober for another day. And then I listen. So I think of prayer as the conversation or me talking and meditation as listening. And so sometimes I just can't quiet my mind. Damon, I use an app called Insight Timer. They have I think half million different meditations. You can find the voices you like. You can find the topic you like. Um, you can find Christian Buddhism. You can find anything that even would, you know, enhance your own um, system of belief. And so I find that I need sometimes just to listen to someone guiding me through a meditation. I did that for a really long time. In fact, the one that I think of that really got me into this was a loving kindness meditation by Kristen Neff for self-compassion. So, you know, you in our recovery, we have in our disease, we have a lot of shame, a lot of self-hatred, self-loathing, whatever. And so um, a therapist had recommended this self-compassion meta-meditation. And, and meta is based in, the Buddhist um, belief, I believe. And so it was 20 minutes and she takes you all the way through this meditation, focusing on self-compassion and love for others. And may I be happy and may I be well. I listened to that every day for six months. I would not steer away from that because I, it, I started to see the difference. I also yeah. had a lot of body dysmorphia. And so that self-compassion and self-acceptance, it, it I swear it cured me of the body dysmorphia because I saw myself differently after that. So that's how I initially got started, you know, reading reflection books, finding meditation books. And now I have to continually challenge so I can grow and expand my um, experience. You know, you're talking about the process and I think this is, I think people get, um, people get confused about the process versus the connection. Like I, I look at this, somebody, you know, explain this kind of like dating on the first couple dates that you might go out with somebody. It's very structured. You're going to dinner, then you're going to a movie Then it's very structured. Right. And then as you get to know somebody, the events are less structured. Right. And right. I, I, that's what, that's what I find with me. It's like, there are certain spiritual practices that I do that are more structured, but it's really just a gateway for that relationship. I want to dive into that relationship a little bit because okay. my relationship to a higher power has changed over the decades of being sober. Mm -hmm. 
it's Same. it's evolved, right? It's evolved. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think people get scared. I know I did as my relation as, as I moved out of having to do a lot of spiritual practices to have the relationship, mm-hmm. right? And I just started to just have the relationship that changed. And that brought a little bit of fear that, well, I'm going to lose it now, you know, which I found that this is, that's not the case. But can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think it's important for people. Sure. I'll go back to what you said about the connection. I love it. Structure versus the connection. And I don't think we ever lose it once we've developed that practice if we're trying. But I can tell you, I go through dry spells. I will sit and I will meditate and I will sit in silence and not feel that connection. But I know it's there. Okay. Mm. So like it, and it's just a dry spell. So I have to go on the facts where I see, you know, I remind myself of what has happened in my life that clearly a higher power has helped me um, to do, you know, yes. The number one is stay sober. The other is restoring relationships with my family and friends or something that maybe I prayed for at some point and to see how it came out. Uh, Not necessarily the way I wanted to, but that it really was the best path because I let go and do it. So when I am struggling to find that connection, Damon, I and I can't and um, I I look for the facts, the fact based stuff of where I've seen God work. Now, I play. Here's a real simple game. I spy God. Sometimes it's as simple as that, you know, seeing a gorgeous bird and saying, I, you know, I spy God or recognizing that. And there are days where I will sit and do my meditation, looking out at my bird feeder. And that's the connection is just watching them. You know, I feel that kind of connection. There are other days where I meditate and I am on an absolute other plane, like of the fourth dimension. And there are days and months where I will go through it and just be slogging away at it. But I know that if I put my time in, then my day's going to turn out well, whether or not I feel it, because we get caught up, we're alcoholics, we want to feel something. Sometimes you just don't feel it, right? You have to trust that that connection's there. Um, another thing that I've used that has really helped me, and it is something called the Muse headband. Are you familiar with the Muse headband? I'm not. I'm not. Oh, it's a meditation headband. Um, I have one here. I have two of them because I love them so much. And so I'm not, I'm not, I don't work for them. I'm not an influencer. I should be. So it's this headband, you put it on and it has electrodes and it guides you. When your mind starts to wander, you hear this wind in the background. And then when you, and you push the thoughts out of your mind and then you hear birds. So my best one, is 536 birds in an hour and a half. Like it is, it was off the charts. My trip recently when I was in Ireland with my family, I was getting like 20 birds. Here I was on vacation in a beautiful place to meditate. And I couldn't calm myself down enough to get to that place of, you know, pure, you know, pure, clear mind. But it didn't matter because I was putting the time in. There's no such thing as a bad meditation, Damon. Yeah. Just and you know, initiating I, that connection. I got to I got to throw. We just did another episode with Kevin Klein is a meditation teacher uh, in sobriety. And one of the things that I always address with him is like, I, I struggle because I'm I'm a little ADD and I'm a bit I like to think Me too. that, you know, just because I'm not a really great meditator, I've become I've become better. 
doesn't mean that I still can't connect, right? And this, and that my right. connection's not strong. And and that that's something that was like, I was worried about, right? Because I'd hear all these people that be able to do these big meditations that were really into it. But for me, it's just literally a timeout and connecting. Yeah. And I think you said something that was interesting, and I want to dive in a little bit on this, is this whole thing about a relationship. And I find that the whole higher power relationship is more casual now. It's less processed, more casual, where I could reach out to a higher power. It's more like a conversation with somebody as opposed to some sort of deep spiritual practice that you see about on TV. For me, that's not, it's unrealistic for me to think that I'm going to obtain that. And I think that held me back for a long time for having a deeper relationship with a higher power because I was afraid I'd have to be that kind of person that I was yeah. not, but that wasn't the case. Oh, you mean flowy robes and sitting yeah. there for hours on end? Yes. Yeah. No. And that, and that is what some people are called to. Okay. Some people are called to that and that's when they're seeking that. But for you and I who are busy business people, family people who are going, 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 having that relationship where it's a companionship throughout the day. So I'll stop throughout the day oftentimes and have that conscious contact with my higher power. I need it. Right. So when I start to get like anxious about something, I don't typically get anxious anymore, but I, I, I'm prone to it. And I'll just be like, why am I anxious? Do I think I'm something's not going to work out? Am I worried about something? It's not my place to worry. I'm using up my grace for today and how I could, you know, I'm not present in the moment if I'm anxious about something in the future. So I'll just say, okay, God, I turn this over, you know, whatever will be, will be. And I'm able to reset again. And like yesterday, I, you know, the power of meditation, I, like I said, I normally do it in the morning, right? Well, I was up at 2 a.m. I have sleep issues. The dogs wake me up and I can't go back to sleep. Damn dogs, love them to bits. I'm sure they'll make an appearance on a podcast at some point. But, you know, about 2 p.m. in the afternoon, I said to my husband, I'm just running in. I'm taking a break from everything, work and um, taking care of things. I have to go and meditate. My brain needs a break, right? So I went and I meditated and boy, I was restored to energy, just making that connection, just stopping. So the other benefits of having that practice um, are are tremendous, right? And I was able to make it through to the end of the night. Now, I will say I had three shots of espresso just after that. So I'm not sure if it was the meditation or the three <laughs> shots of espresso, but well, um, I'll take it. I think it was a combination of both just to be able to, you know, quiet my brain and get into the flow because you know, when I was tired, I was fighting it, right? And that's the other thing that relationship and connection does is that you're in the flow throughout the day. So to echo what you said, you know, that it's it's all day long, it's less process. You take the time to invest in the morning like you would with any relationship. And then you're going through the day with that, with your higher power and you're in the flow. And if you don't want to say it's a higher power or God, you're in the flow with the universe, so, you know, Shauna, final thoughts here. Uh, why is this important? Because I think we need to address this because a, a lot of, look, if you're, a, if you're a 12 stepper, the whole long-term sobriety really hinges on this, you know, if, if, according to the big book and all this stuff, like it right. really is 
geared around that, right? And I, that works for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why is this important? Somebody might be listening to this and say, you know, I've kind of done this, but I really just, it's not a priority for me. Final thoughts here. Why should this be a priority for people that are in recovery? I would just, oh my gosh, Damon, like I feel like stuck just saying it just is. It just is. I wish I could give you a better answer. It is because we are body, mind, and spirit beings. Whether you're in recovery, whether you're a regular person, we are threefold beings. There's a connection with the universe. You hear it. So making that connection is so important. But from, say it's just a practice, say it's not about the spirituality of it. Just the practice of taking time out for yourself in the morning to quiet your mind, to read something inspirational, to take some time to meditate, to have a guided meditation. You are restoring your life, your mind, your spirit. You're filling your cup up so that you can give to others. So take out the higher power, take out the spiritual reason for it, um, you know, to keep you sober. You are growing and expanding your human experience because aren't we all just spiritual beings having a human experience? Absolutely. You know, that's, really what, I, well that's said. what I think of. Well said, well said. So, you know, guys, if you're not out there doing that, explore it. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Shauna McKinnavik, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks. Sometimes addiction recovery can be a lonely battle, but you don't have to fight it alone. At Recovered Life, we're dedicated to helping you live your best recovered life. And that's why we're inviting you to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Every week, we carefully curate exclusive content from leading minds in addiction recovery, mental health, and all things important to the recovery lifestyle. Stay in the know with the latest news about addiction and get exclusive invitations to specially recovery-focused events and explore insights tailored to support recovery from alcoholism, drug addiction, codependency, disordered eating, dysfunctional family dynamics, gambling, and so much more. With our newsletter, each week becomes an opportunity for growth, healing, and taking a step closer to the life you deserve. Take your first step towards a brighter future today. Go to recoveredlife.us and subscribe for free. Sign up now at recoveredlife.us. Dot us.